The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee. Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee. Music by Fish Zombie and the Onions. And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 32, Don't Be So Melodramatic, Part 2 The fake Ajax entered the stage riding a horse. He stopped downstage and very carefully coaxed the horse into a standing position on its back two legs, a trick that had obviously taken a very long time to perfect, and the action of the play had to stop for the trick to be done carefully. The horse lowered back down again and a stagehand, not in costume, walked downstage to take the reins and lead the horse off. The audience cheered at the presence of the horse. You'd think they'd never seen a horse before, commented Paris. Can you get Pony to stand on two legs, I asked. Pony is too smart for stupid tricks. Huzzah! Yelled the fake Ajax once the horse and its trainer were clear. Huzzah! Huzzah! Yelled the audience. Boo! Both Paris and I called out together. Captain Ajax, save me! cried the fake Penelope, still hanging from the rafters above the stage. Miss Lucy, have no fear. I will save you! claimed the fake Ajax. The fake Reaper entered the stage. He walked downstage and shook his fist at the audience once again, and the audience let out a loud boo. Huzzah! Both Paris and I yelled. Stop right there, Captain Ajax, or the next bullet from this gun will take the life of Miss Lucy. The Reaper pointed at Ajax. Your time has come, villain, for the swiftness of my hand and the trueness of my shot. I will defend this country from any cowardly confederates who wish to see us a sore asunder. Stand fast and count to three, for I will stop you in the name of freedom and For justice! For For justice! justice, yelled the audience. Not this time. My gun will never miss. This is the end for you, Captain Ajax. The fake reaper holstered his gun and stood hand at his side across the stage from the fake Ajax, who stood the same, his gun also in his holster. One! Called out the fake reaper. Two. He continued, but then stopped. Go ahead, coward. Finish this, said the fake Ajax. I think the word you're looking for is three. As soon as Ajax said three, the Reaper pulled his gun and shot first. Then, as quickly as Ajax pulled out his gun and fired it, the fake Reaper dropped his gun and feigned as if he'd been shot in the hand. Captain Ajax, yelled the fake Penelope from above the stage, still tied up, still hanging, still holding onto her parasol. You missed, the fake Ajax pointed his gun at the now kneeling fake Reaper. He can't miss. That's ridiculous. You already said the gun was magical and he never misses. Paris yelled from our box out into the stage. Well, he did miss, the fake Ajax yelled back at her. That breaks your premise. If you had said before that, oh well, he misses every once in a while, it would make more sense. It's a twist ending, the fake Ajax explained. 
That's not a twist ending. You can't just go back on what you said earlier in the play. That's just lazy storytelling. What do you want from me? I didn't write it. The fake Ajax complained. Who did? I'd like a word with them. Complained Paris. I don't know. Some guy in the East. Why are you stopping the play? Everyone here wants to see the end, right? You all want to see the end of the play. The audience mumbled. There were mixed feelings about whether or not the end was important. Fine. Go ahead. But just know this is badly written. Paris sat down and crossed her arms. Where was I? Line? Called the fake Ajax. From somewhere off stage, someone yelled, You missed! You missed! The fake Ajax restated. My gun! You broke my gun! Cried the fake Reaper. You've lost your gun, but you will keep your life. A life you will spend in prison! There was a dark sting of music, different from the Reaper's music, and a trapdoor on the stage opened from as below a man was lifted by the unseen device. He was dressed in red, with red makeup on his face and hands. He had little red horns on his forehead, and from behind him a long tail with a pointed arrow at its end. Oh no, it's the devil! He's come to claim his 100 souls, and I only have 99! Ha 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 ha! The devil laughed. Now you will never collect 100 souls, but the debt still stands, and I will take your soul in exchange. You have failed, but I knew you would. I knew you would never succeed, you fool! The South will never rise again, and your life and your eternal soul are now mine. <laughs> now that's just offensive, commented Hades from the audience in the main section below the boxes where he sat. Which part? asked Persephone, sitting next to him. The part where you dress all in red? The part where you come up from underground? Or the part where you laugh at people who do foolish things. No, you're right. I do all of those things. The part that's offensive is the part that I try to trick people. I don't trick people. Nor do I make deals I have no intention of making good on. Also, I don't need to collect souls. Everyone ends up in the underworld. Good people, bad people, it's the only place to go. Besides, it's really beautiful down there. And not at all on fire. I like seeing the look on their faces when they see it for the first time. They light up with such joy. Everything you created there is stunning. It's a true paradise. You really are amazing. Thank you. (laughs) You're amazing too. Persephone leaned over and kissed Hades. And thank you for inviting me to the play. This is fun. The fake reaper and the fake devil disappeared down the device that had raised him onto stage. When they were gone, the trapdoor shut, and the fake reaper could be heard screaming from below. The fake Penelope was lowered down onto the stage. No explanation was given as to who lowered her or how that worked. It just happened. And the fake Ajax unclipped her from whatever device had been holding her up. The ropes did not untie. They simply flew back into the air for no reason. The fake Odysseus ran onto stage. Miss Lucy! Captain Ajax! You saved the day. Miss Lucy, are you going to put out a special edition of the paper? No, Oscar. My days as a reporter are over. 
I made a promise to marry the first man who asks me. If only there was a man ready to ask me. Penelope leaned into Ajax and fluttered her eyelashes. Miss Lucy, there is nothing I wish more in this world than that I could marry you. I love you desperately, and I know that having you for my wife would make me the happiest man in this great nation. But somewhere out there, there are still criminals who need to be brought to justice. There are wicked women who need to be brought to the Lord. Also, I cannot rest. I cannot stop because I am Ajax, captain of the cavalry. I stand for justice. The fake Ajax yelled into the audience. For, for justice! justice, the audience yelled back. This is completely historically inaccurate, mumbled Paris. Well then, what did happen? Asked Odysseus. The Reaper and the Colorado Kid both died in Carson City, but my parents left us about a year ago, and I miss them, Paris said quietly. But if your father was the Reaper, and your father was the Colorado Kid, that would mean the Colorado Kid was the Reaper? No, they were two different people, and I never said that the Reaper was my father. But you're his daughter, Odysseus asked, still confused. So smart, yet so dumb. I patted Odysseus on the shoulder. Well, that's as much as I'm explaining. He can ask Miss Lucy about the rest. Paris whispered and we both giggled a little. On stage, the horse had been brought out again. It did its standing trick and then Ajax rode it off the stage. Miss Lucy! The fake Odysseus tugged at her dress until she looked down at the small actress. Miss Lucy! I'll marry you. That's sweet of you, Oscar. But you're not old enough. Looks like I have to go back to the printing press until Captain Ajax returns. Penelope, holding her parasol, looked out at the audience and bowed. The curtain came down, closing the facade and the actress behind it. When it came up again, the entire cast was on stage taking their bows. As the audience applauded and cheered, I stood and began to applaud as well. Paris looked at me questioningly. That may have been the most offensive thing I've ever seen in my entire life, but I had fun. I was entertained, and on some level, isn't that the point? I explained. Paris stood and joined me in the applause. Odysseus stood with us. He applauded slowly and mumbled. I wasn't that young. <laughs> Are you trying to say that you're older than Lucy? I asked. No, I'm just not that much younger. The curtain came down again, and the ushers returned to lighting the lanterns throughout the theater. The audience began to leave. We got up and followed the crowd out into the lobby. In the lobby, there was a photographer taking photos of people posing with Captain Ajax. We can take pictures! I was excited and wanted a picture with Paris. I don't want to take a photograph with that jackass, said Paris. No! I don't want a photo with him. Where are the other ones? I strained to try and see over the crowd to find the actors who were playing the other roles. I found Miss Lucy and the fake Odysseus near the exit. The fake Reaper was hanging out with the devil at the bar. It took some begging and pleading to get them to follow me, but eventually I collected them all and brought them to the photo stand. Paris and I posed with the fake Reaper. I instructed the photographer that I would need two copies, and he told me that 
he would have to take the photo twice and I would have to pay for both. Paris nodded at me, telling me that was fine. We took the photos and then I collected the real Odysseus and the fake Odysseus and the fake Penelope and posed them together. I had him again take two photos. Paris stood watching, standing next to the fake Reaper. Well, if it isn't my only fan, not many people root for the villain, you know. The fake Reaper was tall and looked down at Paris. I know you're not him, Paris said, but I miss him and I would do anything to show him. I would do anything to be able to tell him that I'm going to be fine. You see the girl over there, the pretty one, setting up all the photos? That's my wife. Her name is Helen. You would like her, even if she is a Yankee. I wish you were here. I miss you. Paris turned and hugged the fake reaper. I love you, Mom. She whispered in his ear. She let go of him, and he said nothing and stood silently as she walked back to me. We waited in the lobby laughing and talking. People were excited to see Paris, a real-life gunslinger. When the photos were done, we left to go back to the hotel. Once inside, I said goodnight to Odysseus and Paris and went to our room. I closed and locked the door myself. Who's the other set of photos for? I thought they were for Oscar, but you kept them. Paris asked. I'm going to send them to Penelope. So in a way, they're kind of for Oscar, but there'll be a surprise for him when he gets home. In the hotel room, there was a writing desk with stationery and pens and ink, envelopes and paper, all had the logo of the hotel printed on it. They were beautiful and high quality. I sat down at the desk. I'm going to write to her. So it'll be a little bit before I go to bed. Is that okay? I asked. I guess I could wait a little. Paris sat in the chair near me and took the paper she'd been reading that morning and began once again to flip through it. I don't know how long she had slept the night before. It didn't seem like she ever needed sleep, but a couple hours here and there. However long it had been, it hadn't been enough. And as she read the paper, she drifted off and fell asleep in the chair, somehow still holding the paper. I wrote two letters. The first was to Penelope. The second letter I wrote was for Paris. When I was done, I woke her up from sleep. She looked embarrassed to have nodded off, but we went to the bedroom and she's somehow found the energy to undress me. Then I sat her on the bed and undressed her. Suddenly we weren't tired anymore and the world became perfect. The next day, when we'd finally pulled ourselves from sleep and each other, Paris expressed a desire to go see Pony. I told her I wanted to go to the post office, so both of us had chores we needed to do. We debated whether or not to tell Odysseus, but he was waiting for us in the lobby anyway. Between the post office and the stables was a bookstore. Anna, new books! I left all my books in the carriage. Can we go in? Can I get something? Of course, Paris said. She held the door open for me as I entered the shop. Welcome to the World of Book Bookstore. We have the world within books. How may I help you? A clerk said without looking at us and without stopping or adding any inflection to their voice. Do you have a book on the Trojan War? Third aisle, middle section, top right. The man said as fast as he could. Thank you, I said, and I walked off to find my book. You've already read that one. I don't even know which version they have in the store. Whichever one they have... You've read it, Odysseus complained. 
I know, but it's my favorite. And I don't have a copy with me because they're in the carriage. We're going to be three days on the train. I thought it would be fun to read it again. I explained while walking down the aisle and searching for the book I was looking for. When I found it, I pulled it down. It was bound in hard paper with a picture of a wooden horse embossed on the cover. On the side, it simply said, The Trojan War. I rushed back to the clerk and set it on the table. Paris was perusing through a collection of technical manuals and gun schematics. Will one of you do the honors? I asked. As the clerk rang up the purchase on the cash register, Paris walked over, taking Menelaus's billfold, and she pulled the last of the money out and handed it to the clerk. Here. Paris handed the clerk the entire wallet. Just keep the whole damn thing. Happily, I clutched my book to my chest as we left the bookstore together. Whose money have you been spending? Whose wallet was that? Oh, that was the wallet of Jackass, Captain of the Cavalry. Paris replied. You stole the cavalry captain's money after you killed him? Asked Odysseus. Yeah. Paris replied. Odysseus stopped in the street, mouth open, eyes wide. What? Said Paris. He didn't fucking need it. (laughs) She laughed. This has been Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Lee. Artwork by Helen Lee. Performed by Helen and Paris. All characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead. Except, I guess, for Helen and Paris. See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com. If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question, please email us at Helen of the Iron Horse at gmail.com. The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the LA LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you. <laughs>